Do you ever wonder if you can know the truth? Jesus said you can know the truth and the truth will set you free. So dwell on truth with us. Sunday at 11 a.m. I'm Daniel Bodwin. And I'm Brenton Powers. We're Christians and missionaries. And we'll be answering your commonly asked questions from the Bible about God and humanity and salvation. So join us for the Dwell on Truth show every Sunday from 11 a.m. to noon here on KSCO. You're listening to KSCO, serving Monterey, Brookdale, and San Lucas. Hello, this is Brenton Powers, and you're listening to Dwell on Truth. On today's show, I'm going to play the best of our last visit to the Flight 1080 show on December 6th. So I hope you enjoy this show. We have a couple special guests joining us. Brenton Powers and Daniel Bodwin frequent guests on the show. They are back here today, and we're going to talk about the reason for the season. And uh, Daniel and Brenton, are you there? We We are here. All right. Now, um, I have a big sale out at the Dave Cave. As a matter of fact, people are showing up right now. This is It's just been crazy in a good way. This is a good thing for me. But I'm going to be kind of running in and out of the studio. So I'm hoping that you guys will, will be able to, you know, keep the banter going back and forth. This will be a first, well, a second time for us. Right. Last time I shared my story at the end, the last 15 minutes. So, yeah, we're glad to help out as much as you, ne- you need, Dave. Absolutely. And there's good. a lot to talk about at Christmas time. So. Oh, yes. I'm excited. You know, um, boy, I... I I like listening to your show on Sundays. I think it's great. And in some ways, we love callers, right? We always love callers. But in some Mm -hmm. way, there is really an added quality. There's an added, I don't know, something when you guys are just allowed to talk with each other and discuss various issues in the Bible. I think it's fascinating, dude. I I think the show is great. Oh, thanks. Thanks. You're one of our target audiences. We think, (laughs) what what would we like to share with Dave if he's listening? That's actually, there's truth to that. Yes, indeed. Well, you know, I think... uh, I You're think very curious. I am very curious, and I think that a lot of people share the the same curiosities. Maybe not as much as me, or maybe maybe more. I don't know. I don't know. I can't read minds, but I think they're pretty common questions that I have. Pretty pretty common thoughts. Yeah, and, and I absolutely. And, and I appreciate appreciate when you guys discuss them. I think it's fantastic, dude. I, I really do. So uh, the show is called Dwell on Truth. It airs Sundays at eleven. Yes. Yep. Uh, yep. Eleven oh six. Now you yes. can catch the podcasts if you if you missed it. You didn't catch it live. You can go to kseo.com. But you guys are also on what Spotify and Apple? Spotify, yeah. iTunes, um, it's Google things, and iPhone can pick it up. And mm-hmm. just you can go directly to Podomatic, where I host it. But it gets sent out everywhere. Yeah, you can also go to oacnorcal.org, and we have a, a plug-in on the home page where you can go and listen to the current show or listen to previous shows. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, and if somebody wants to email a question or a comment, how do they do that for you guys? Um, um, either to you or to us. I'll be monitoring questions at dwellontruth.org. Okay. That's a great place to submit a question. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am going to uh, let you guys have at it, and I'm going to step outside. I'll be, I'll be monitoring the phone, so if you want to call 479-1080, I will let you know when the calls are up, and, uh, and everything will go smooth. Okay? Awesome. I will awesome. Be yeah. back, I'll be back in 14 minutes, and then I'll be screening calls. Otherwise, you guys, take it away. We're going to have right. some fun today. Yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> 
Lots to talk about as we go into the Christmas season, and we're really enjoying being out and talking to people on the street. I think that's probably a good place to start. Yeah, it is. Because, um, you know, as you guys who have listened to the show before, or for you guys who haven't, we are missionaries and street evangelists. So we like to go out. We don't only like to talk to people on the radio. We like to be out on the street talking Mm -hmm. to people. So if you have your Christmas questions or questions about the Bible or whatever, Mm -hmm. you can obviously call in today. You can also um, come and talk to us. And and, uh, over the next few uh, weekends, I believe you're going to be out at uh, at a Monterey, right? Yep. I'll be, um, for those who don't know us, we are evangelists and missionaries. We go out and share the gospel on the streets, the good news about Jesus. And that's why Dave has us come in because he's he had a lot of questions and we had a good time talking back and forth. We love talking with non-believers, but for those who don't know us, we represent, well, some kind of Christianity. <laughs> Not everyone's Christianity. Not everyone's. But we try to have a represent a biblical Christianity, as biblical as we can mm-hmm. express our faith. So that's what we do out, out on the streets. This last yes. Saturday, I gave out 101 copies of the Gospel of John. Very cool. Yeah, a friend of mine sent me 400 copies, so I'll probably be out of those in a few weeks. And I, this, this is how I give it out. I say, hey, do you know what the most recommended book in the whole world is? Yeah. <laughs> uh, because the Bible is the best the seller. Bible is, yeah. And the yeah. most recommended place to start reading your Bible is the Gospel of John. Mm-hmm. And that's what Dan and I are actually doing on our Sunday show, 11 till noon on Sundays, is we're talking through the Gospel of John, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff in there, isn't there? So there's topics you can raise from that. If you've ever read the Bible and you have questions, we'd love to take those questions. Absolutely. But being, being that this is the Christmas season, we have some topics picked out to talk on we the do. current reason for the season. Yeah, we have some fun ones. Uh, one of the things that we like to deal with on our show is common questions and common misconceptions about the Bible. I'll often say that there are a whole lot of people out there that have a whole lot of ideas about what's in the Bible and most of their ideas are wrong. And it's just because... Because ours are right all the time. (laughs) Well, no, we're right sometimes and we make mistakes and and get things wrong too. I'm joking. I don't think that that we are 100% right. We're not the authority on anything. We're not the authority on anything. The Bible is the authority on anything. But the thing is, there's a lot of people, even a lot of folks who would call themselves Christians, who get most of their information about the Bible, either from song lyrics or YouTube videos or, my goodness, TikTok. That's a scary thought. (laughs) I'm going to sound old here, but I watched uh, that movie we watch every Christmas recently. It's uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Oh, yeah. The old black and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of... I like that movie, but then yeah, it's I start, a great one. You start comparing that with what the Bible says. Uh, yeah, there's some the, problems. Yeah, it's not really about Jesus. It's about this great guy uh, that Jimmy Stewart plays. So yeah, there's lots of various ideas out there. And if you have a conflicting view with our view, you're welcome to call and mm-hmm. share what the, what is the reason for the season for you. But for us as Christians, I like to keep it centered around who Jesus is. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I celebrate the coming of Jesus Christ to the earth from heaven, mm-hmm. the fact that he descended and humbled himself to be born as a baby mm-hmm. in a poor family and be laid in a feeding trough in a barn 2,000 years ago before there was electricity or internet or radio or yeah, any yeah. modern conveniences. He came down and he suffered for us, among us, as one of us, so that he can be our, a wonderful savior and redeemer and, and king. Amen. And that's what we need. We, we need a redeemer because scripture tells us that all of us have sinned. Yeah. <laughs> 
And sin is an old, actually an old archery term that means to miss the mark. And when it comes to God's law, we have all missed the mark. Kind of getting ahead of myself a little bit there. We, we've we talked about the gospel of John. I think it's important to talk about what gospel means. Yeah, what the, is the gospel? Yeah, the gospel. There are four gospels in the Bible. Um, as we said, we're going through the gospel of John. The other ones are Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And the gospels are actually the eyewitness accounts of the life of Jesus. And those eyewitness accounts were either written down by eyewitnesses. In the case of Matthew and John, they were actually two of Jesus' disciples who walked with him and they wrote down what they heard and what they saw. Or the um, written accounts um, recorded from other eyewitnesses. For instance, Mark. Um, Mark was not a follower of Jesus while Jesus was alive that we know of, but became one later. Um, indications are that he probably recorded primarily the account of, of the apostle Peter, who of course was one of uh, Jesus' inner circle, as was John. Does Mark say anything yeah. about Christmas? I don't remember I off the top it, of my head. I think head. it just starts with the forerunner of Jesus. Yeah, I think it does. John the Baptist. Yeah, John. Yeah, that sounds correct. The Christmas readings mostly come from Matthew, Luke, and John has a little bit John about little. the incarnation, we call it, the, which means God becoming man or being found in flesh. Yeah. Like like uh, carne is the word for meat. So yes. Flesh. Incarnation. <laughs> incarnation. That's actually a, a good connection. It's always fun to try to connect, you know, because a lot of the terms that they use in the Bible, some of them are just, they don't, they don't pop in, the meanings don't easily mm-hmm. pop into our minds because we talk so much differently yeah. than they did back then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we've got the, those three Gospels and the last one is the Gospel of Luke. Um, and Luke was kind of a, a scholar. He was a medical doctor. And so he traveled with the Apostle Paul. And so he had access to the disciples and he kind of put together the accounts that he heard from other people. And he actually yeah. says that in uh, the Gospel of Luke and in the book of Acts, which he mm-hmm. also wrote. Yeah, Luke, is he was a physical doctor. So I like mm-hmm. how he describes things scientifically as far as science was understood back then. But yeah. he was also a follower of Jesus he or, was. or an apostle. An al- apostle, yeah. Along with Paul on his missionary journey. So he writes not just as a physician, but mm-hmm. as a man of God inspired to to make sure that we know what the truth is about Jesus. So that's the standard we're gonna we're gonna use absolutely to uh, determine what is true and what is false. And when we talk about people's false ideas and our true ideas, that's some people are gonna think that sounds arrogant. But yeah, that's a good point to bring up. But I'm not here to present my own ideas mm-hmm. as a messenger of Jesus Christ. I want to present what the Bible says is true. So that's the standard we're going to use, not our own. Well, Mm -hmm. to me, it feels good to say it this way or that way. Um, And I try to let the Bible correct my views on other issues. So if someone out there knows the Bible well, and here's here's us say something that's not according to the Bible, we welcome them to call in and correct us uh, according to that standard. Yeah, we need to have that discussion. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't believe the Bible, then I'm curious what your standard is. How do you know what is true when it comes to historical facts. Yeah. And that's actually where I was going to go next. So you got to jump on me there. This is true because every one of us has a standard of truth, has something that is their starting point that, you know, they say, this is, this is how I know truth from falsehood. And sometimes that is, well, I just believe what I've seen. So if Jesus appears or if God appears, then I'll believe him because I've seen him. And for some people it's science. So, or, you know, naturalism and, you know, where I, well, if I can put it in a test tube, then, you know, if I can run an experiment on it, then I'll believe it or, yeah. you know, so everybody's got that standard, you know, and, and yes, and our standard unapologetically is God's word. He has, we believe, revealed
revealed himself to humankind mm -hmm. in a way that we can understand. There's there's some things that are tough that we can talk about, but that's that's the uh, the foundation that we're going to stand on when we talk about what's true. Yeah, and we're willing to give a reasoned defense for what we believe. Um, Dan said we're unapologetic, but uh, <laughs> we're also apologists yes. in, in a different sense. So we're apologizing for stuff all the time. Is no, that no? That, that's not that's what not what the word apologetics <laughs> means or apologists. Mm. Although sometimes I do need to apologize for oh, things. Yeah, yeah, sometimes, um, but uh, there's a Greek word apologia, mm -hmm. which means a reasoned defense or to give an answer. That's right. Uh, which when you give an answer or a justification or a reason for what happened uh, or what you think happened, what you believe happened, then that is a good defense. It uh, is. And apologizing if you're in the wrong, that is a good mm -hmm. defense as well. Yeah, it is. When we're but, wrong, we should admit it. Yeah, but that, that term apologist comes from a verse and um, you'll probably remember the, the reference for that one. Um, always be ready to give an answer for everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have. So that's what we're trying to do, to give a reason for the hope that we have. Yep. But it also says, but do so with gentleness and respect. And they see, you already got it. That's yeah. going to be, I knew it was First Peter. It's First yeah. Peter 3.15. That's kind of the yeah. apologist's verse, isn't it? Yeah. And so that's what we love to do on this show. Dan and I could talk back and forth. We do this on our Sunday show. Mm -hmm. But what we're on this show for is to take calls. And I'm curious if Dave can hear if there are any callers waiting. Yeah, we do. Actually, we have uh, our first call is Wendy. She's calling from Ben Lomond, and she wants to talk about Luke. Okay. Wonderful. Hi, I was I was really intrigued when uh, we I was reading uh, the Gospel uh, of Luke with my son, and how he it seems like as opposed to I, I'm going to go to very popular media and you know about as popular as you can get it in the Bible and that would be the mm -hmm. the, the uh, Jesus Christ superstar, mm, and in the yeah. first song Judas is warning you know warning us that you know the Jesus is you know he's just going along with it he's you know kind of he's blind to what's happening. And it didn't seem that way in Luke to me, that, he, that Jesus mm. knew that they were getting too, too popular, that they could get in trouble. And I wanted to know your opinion on that. Hmm. I have not seen Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, I'm at so. a disadvantage because oh. I haven't seen it. Oh, boy. I, I've heard critiques oh, of it, though. Yeah. Is it true that in the movie they put forward the idea that Judas, like he was well-meaning, that he actually wanted to help Jesus become a king? And but, uh, is that the right storyline? No, no, he was warning them that they were getting in trouble and that's where it kind of turned on me because the, the first song is an amazing, amazing song. Um, you're starting to believe the things they say of you. Um, you're starting to believe the talk of God is true. And, and then he ends up in, in, the, in the show um, turning him into the Pharisees. Um, just, well, I, that, that did happen in the Bible, too. He, he betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, turned him into the seem, Pharisees. It seems like he was trying to warn him and not, you know, turn him in. Um, in so the movie? I, I, in the movie, yeah. And I, I, have, mm. to, I have to say, I, I, you know, there's probably a lot of people who have, have seen or, uh, or heard the rock opera. It was very popular in the 60s. Yeah. Um, and I just, I've heard some of the songs and stuff. Now I'm going to have to go watch it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, it so, is an yeah. amazing work of art. But I, I, yeah. there's so many versions. Um, and when you get into the popular culture, it is hard to know. Um, I mean, there's so many versions, versions just in the Bible. You have to explain which ones might be more credible. And then yeah. when you get online, my goodness, oh. translations, translations and other translations, and yeah. I'm old school, I, I do uh, King James, uh, but when mm. you get into the newer translations, you know... 
Well, they're not really that different if you dig in. There are a few translations that are are, are a bit off the wall. But I mean, it, I, the reason or the one of the primary reasons why the, the different translations exist, I don't know if you speak a, a second or a third or a fourth language. I'm just trying to learn Spanish as my second language. And actually, Breton here speaks a couple of languages fluently. And uh, what one thing that I've noticed, and maybe you can speak to this, Brenton, is that sometimes, you know, when you are translating something from one language to another, there is no direct translation. And you've got to kind of, you know, if you're taking something from English and, say, trying to um, translate it into Russian, mm-hmm. like Brenton would do. Duh. Yeah, exactly. There's, there are just words that don't, that don't work. There, there, there isn't a direct um, uh, correlation. So the same thing's going, you know, from Greek and Hebrew. Hebrew and English. Yeah, but I don't think it's really that we don't have to choose between do we believe Mark or Luke no, or John. No, 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 good point. There, there are three witnesses that show Jesus from three different angles. Yes. And we harmonize them rather than pick and choose. So yeah. that's what I, we'd encourage other people to do. Good yeah. job, you guys. Uh, this is AM 1080 KSEO Santa Cruz. We're hanging out with Brenton and Daniel. They will be taking over the reins for the most part. I'm, I'll be in here doing traffic and weather, and then we'll be back to pick it up on the other side. You're listening to KSCO, serving Moss Landing, Marina, and Piscinas. Once again, this is the Dwell on Truth show. I'm Brenton Powers, and on today's program, you're listening to our last visit to the Flight 1080 show. So don't call in or text in, because this was pre-recorded on December 6th. And I want to thank our Patreon supporters. You can give to this ministry if you like what you hear, and that helps us cover the airtimes of our Sunday morning show at patreon.com slash dwellontruth. So now we'll continue with the program. Listening to AM 1080 KSEO Santa Cruz. We're hanging out with Brenton and Daniel. If you want to get on board, send a text message to 218-KSEO and I will forward it to these gentlemen. Or um, I guess you could send snail mail, but it won't make it here in time. But uh, (laughs) we're in the Christmas spirit. We're in the Christmas mood. So we have a toy drive and a food drive going on here as well. So if you want to stop by, pick up a great deal, maybe drop off a toy for a needy uh, family. Uh, You can do that as well as drop off some food. So we have a toy drive and food drive going on here as well as a sale. This is a great time to stop by and, um, you know, just stop by. Yeah, may have to do that. So you're you've got the all the KSCO swag in there as well. Oh as yeah, the, we've got oh, yeah. sweat uh, sweatshirts, t-shirts, hats, jackets. We're actually out of hats, but we still have jackets, sweatshirts, t-shirts, and nice. uh, some fluorescent beanies. And nobody seems to like those. I'm the only one that seems to like these ski hats. I right? like these fluorescent beanies. Yeah, I would wear a fluorescent beanie. Out, we use fluorescent out, absolutely. We use fluorescent paint on our uh, presentation, so I like tying in some fluorescent colors. There. Yeah, me too. I'm a child of the '80s. Me too. Right, all <laughs> me that stuff. Too. Was yeah. Uh, glow in the dark shoestring or fluorescent shoestrings and fluorescent uh, slime, all that stuff, dude. That was great. It looks great under a black light, too. It does. It does. Uh, yes. My head will glow. That's cool. <laughs> all right. Uh, we have a phone call. Joni is calling. She's from Santa Cruz. So I'm going to put her on, on the air with you guys. Joni is calling from Santa Cruz. She wants to talk with you guys about the Ten Commandments. Joni, thank Wonderful. you for the call. You're in the air. Hi, Joni. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, I know one of the Ten Commandments is thou shalt not have all God before me or false idols before yes. me. Yes. Yet the Catholic Church has all these statutes and 
you know, things that people pray to. How do they? How do they do that? I mean, how do they get around that? That's a good. Yeah, if if I remember correctly, I'd have to look it up. But I think in Catholic Bibles, it actually renumbers the commandments a little bit to take the emphasis off the creating a graven image. Um, I wish I had a Catholic Bible in front of me, and I I, yeah. I grew up Catholic, um, so and yeah, that's that's a big issue. In fact, for me, one of the things that um, turned me away from Catholicism, not Catholic people. I've got most of my family on my dad's side is Catholic, and I love them to death. I just can't agree with them theologically. But I remember reading the Bible for myself, you know, early on and coming across a verse that says, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Jesus Christ. So if we're going to go to God, we need to go through Jesus Christ and no one else. And that's actually 1 Timothy 2.5. Not, not the, the Pope. Priest, not Pope. Not, not no. Yeah. And that's no. that was the problem. I came across that and I'm like, well, wait a minute. I look at Catholicism and it's not one mediator. It's the priest's a mediator and the Pope's a mediator and the saints are mediators and Mary's a mediator. And yeah, so you're, you're bringing up a very legitimate issue. And I don't think that the Catholic Church can answer that. I mean, they have, they have responses for it, obviously, but I don't think they can be consistent with what scripture says um, when it comes to that. We're supposed to go to Jesus, and yes, I do believe those things are idols. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it kind of really confuses, you know, I think a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you didn't answer my question, but <laughs> anyway. What was the no. question exactly? I, it's hard to hear, you're kind of quiet. Well, it was it was in the Ten Commandments. One of the commandments mm-hmm. is, thou shalt not have any false gods before me. Correct. Meaning, that's, I mean, just basically what it says, you know? Yes, but you shall have no other that. gods before me. Yeah. yeah. Which implies uh, false gods, because because there are no other gods. Correct. There's one yeah, God and, that but, truly exists. But, but Catholics have, oh, you got to pray to this saint if you want this, and you can, mm-hmm. you know, they're making the old popes that die, you know, saints and Saint Teresa, and yeah. get their soul. And people, people pray to them. Yes, they, they do. Shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. We agree. Yeah. And yes, that is that they they are treating them as mediators, as go betweens to God, which is why I quoted that verse. Yeah. Because you're right, it isn't consistent with the Bible at all. Although I might not use that verse because they're not saying that the Pope is God or that Mary is God. No. There's other verses that say you, you shouldn't uh, talk to the dead. Yeah, and, that's true too. You know, you, and so I would go to those verses. And all, Dan points out the great verse also about there being no other mediators mm-hmm. between us and God besides Jesus. Um, but it, yeah. it's, you know, they would say in their in their theology that they're not worshiping mm-hmm. Mary. They're just venerating her. They're yes. just honoring her as the mother of Jesus. They're not, they don't think she's a God. But some branches of Catholicism do, do lift her up as a, quote, mother of God and, quote, co-redemptrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's where it starts getting into, well, then you have people taking the place of God, mm. and that's just as bad as idolatry. So I, I, I get your point. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think Mary, the uh, the uh, honorable lady that she was, I mean, she was a very special lady. God chose her for a very special thing. But honestly, I think she would be spinning in her grave if she knew the way she was being treated by some people, the way that they're lifting her up because she knew that she needed a savior just like we need a savior. And she might know in heaven, but uh, she might. she's not answering prayers. <laughs> it's not her role. No, it's not. Good question. Yeah. yeah. 
Let's take it. Absolutely. Another call. Okay, our next caller is Rick. He's calling from Santa Cruz. And, well, he has a question for you. I'll let him explain it. Rick, you're in the air. Hi, Rick. Hi. Yeah, first of all, I want to say you you two guys are super cool, and I listen every time you guys are on. Okay, I'm a little lost. I I can't really find him, and I forgot his name. If you guys be able to help me out. He was such a believer, such a follower, prayed every day, all day, the Bible says. And he was the only one that has never experienced uh, an actual death, and God just swooped up and grabbed him. Are you guys familiar with that story? Are you referencing Enoch in the book of Genesis? He walked with God, and he pleased God so much that he didn't die because God took him straight to heaven. That's who I couldn't find. Thank yeah. you, guys. I, could, I forgot the gosh darn name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enoch, E-N-O-C-H, and he lived 800 years. Um, if I'm looking at the right Enoch here. Yeah, let me see here. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the father of Methuselah. Correct? Oh, no, actually, all 365 years was for Enoch. But is that is my memory correct? So he didn't actually, he didn't die. He was correct. Correct. Yes, you're absolutely correct. Mm -hmm. There's one other person you could be thinking of too, and that is Elijah, who was one of the prophets of God. And he was the one that was taken up to heaven in the fiery chariot Uh uh, while Elisha, his successor, successor, looked on. Mm -hmm. Both of them were uh, were taken up and did not physically die. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. There's uh, in the end of the Bible, it says that there will be two prophets prophets that are going around prophesying and they die. Um, and, and some people think that they are Enoch and Elijah because the Bible says it's appointed for a man to die once and after this, the judgment. And so it, uh, it could be Enoch and Elijah that could come be. back in the end times. We don't know. It's speculation, but it's possible. Yeah, it's interesting to think I, about. I just remember it saying that he was on his knees praying so much that he had sores and calluses and, mm. and um, God just swooped him up, but I had no idea he had lived that long. Yeah, It might not be, there are extra biblical writings. There's a, a book that people often ask us about, the Book of Enoch. That's not in the Bible. That's a, it came much later than the actual Enoch of Genesis. Um, there may be further descriptions of, you know, legendary stories about Enoch, because I don't remember reading about him having no. calluses on his knees from praying all the time. It just says simply that he walked with God and he pleased God, and so God took him. He didn't die. So there's been a lot of elaboration on that, because obviously that's that would be an interesting person to know. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was so taken by the story, and and, this, and they uh, painted the picture um, of him being by himself, and and basically out in out in the wilderness, and just uh, it was all about praying, and um, mm. that's all this man did. And God was like, "Well, you have to come home." Well, let's make I a connection a between. Yeah, I'm sure he did pray because. It says he walked with God, and that's what it means to walk with God, is you have a relationship with him. And just like I have with my wife and kids, we, we live together, we talk together, we do life together. We, you know, To walk with God means that we acknowledge him in all of our ways, and we ask him what does he want us to do, and, and uh, he, he interacts with us. So that's what all Christians should do, is walk with God like Enoch did. Mm. Absolutely. I just want to say you two guys are super cool, and I listen to 
thank you. Every, so thank you. Every time. I know that you guys are going to be on the radio. I do not miss it. You guys have gone up against some real idiots. And you guys <laughs> just, you guys play it so cool and so professional. And that's why I like you guys. Well, uh-huh. I used to be one of those idiots. Yes. I don't call other people <laughs> idiots. But I was one because I, I was a tough nut to crack. I was a skeptic. And I appreciated the Christians that were patient toward me. Yeah. So we try to return, you know, pay it forward. Amen. Well, when I when I mean when I say idiot, I mean I've seen I've heard some real rude people. Yeah. Yeah. No, we understand. Yeah. Yeah. We know what you're yeah, talking that's about. What I, yeah. That's what I mean by idiot. Yeah. I mean no. Yeah. And thank you for your rude. kind words. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, and and thank you, thank you for um, being on the show, and I'll continue yeah. listening. Thank you for answering my question. You're welcome. Thanks so much. Have okay. a blessed day. Thanks for calling. Okay. And we love taking more calls. So if you would like to talk with us too, go ahead and call the station. And some people probably have it saved into their speed dial. I don't like using that word. Jesus said not to use that word, actually. The Greek word is uh, moron. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when I said that, you know, I, I was one of those idiots, really, it's not that people are dumb. I don't think people are dumb. No, no. I think it's that they're ignorant on purpose. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Bible says uh, that what can be known about God in Romans 1, it says what can be known about God is evident to everybody, his eternal power, his divine nature, the fact that there is a God that created this world. The creation testifies, it screams. Yeah. It should be obvious, shouldn't it? Yeah. But it says that they suppress the truth in ungodliness. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are willingly ignorant or we deny that we know what we know because it makes yeah. us morally culpable. Yeah, and that, and that's this is something that really shouldn't surprise us because we see this in life all the time it's in other human nature to, It is human nature. To try and justify yourself and yeah. you know make the police into the bad guys and uh, we're, the, we're the bad guys running from the police. Or somebody disagrees with me and it couldn't be because there might be something wrong with my point of view or that there's an alternative point of view. If they disagree with me, they're either evil or stupid. It's yeah. got to be one of the two. Was it Ray Comfort said something like, uh, you know, people want to hear the Bible as much as a criminal wants to see the police in their yeah, rear view right. mirror. Yeah. There's something about us. It's like, we know we're guilty and of breaking God's law. And so we're running from God's mm-hmm. law. Yeah. In a sense, we all know in our consciences we've done wrong. But what, what Dan and I are here to, to do is not condemn everybody. No. Because Jesus said he didn't come into the world to condemn people because the world's already condemned. It is. It he is came to save the world. And so we've been we've been forgiven. We're criminals that have been, uh, our court case has been dismissed because our fine has been paid. Yes. And Jesus paid the fine for us. So yeah. if he's forgiven me, what right do I have not to forgive someone else? No matter how rude they are to me. Amen. And and please understand that for those of you who are listening, and you may be listening, and we've gotten this from people, oh, you guys are so arrogant, you think you know better than everyone, and that's not where we want to come from no. at all. We we don't have all the answers. We've studied for a while, and we're, you know, we understand these things about the Bible pretty well, but we're not trying to put ourselves on a pedestal to claim we're better than anyone else. Um, we just, God has grace, graciously shown himself to us. We have seen our sin. We have seen our weakness. We have seen our areas where we deserve his judgment. Mm -hmm. And he graciously forgave us and brought us into relationship with him. And we've been adopted into God's Mm -hmm. family. And that's something that can be true for you too. And we hope you'll think about that, particularly during Christmas. Yeah. So call in and I think we have another caller ready to go. So let's let's uh, see who's on the line. We have Patty calling from Santa Cruz and she has a question about the Bible for you. 
Patty, you're in the air. Awesome. Hi, Patty. Thanks, hey, hi. Uh, I'm a Christian, know the Bible quite well, but uh, just struggling with things right now. Two questions. One is, uh, you know, when people die, we always say, oh, they're looking out for us, except that my understanding is they really aren't, because if we're guaranteed happiness when we're with the Lord, I, I feel like our, our family would be unhappy for us here on earth. But then yet, I think it was Samuel. Samuel? No, Saul. Was it Saul who they called up and talked to? Or was it Solomon? Whoever it was, was they called up and- it was Saul who asked yeah. a a uh, medium to call up Samuel. So yeah, those were the two, the right, right. two people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you know, uh, and you know, the Bible is really clear that we're not supposed to be doing that yet. You know, a significant leader in the Bible did it. And uh, then I guess the other thing would be if there is such a thing as purgatory, would there be those people who are like hanging out and you know and and you know. Again, these are two things that I have never believed in, but I'm questioning at this moment, um, and just want to know your thoughts, and, and I'll take it off the air. Thank you so much. Okay. What, what specifically about uh, purgatory, whether we believe in it or whether the Bible can support it? And is, do, you, do you believe in purgatory, and would that be the instances where your family would be, uh, you know, looking out for you, or oh, okay. they could hear what you're saying, or which I don't believe at this point, but I'm not sure. Sure one yeah. question, except that I've had three very close people die. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just no, it's a good it question. <laughs> it's it's fine to yeah. it's fine to question that. Yeah. We should always evaluate. Have I believed? Uh, you know, is is there any areas of my faith that is uh, incorrect? And if and if I'm wrong about purgatory, then I'd want to know. Yeah. Uh, biblically speaking, we and personally speaking, we don't believe in purgatory. No, we do not as a biblical thing. The Catholics, I think, would point to something in the Apocrypha, the intertestamental mental period that was written that we don't consider inspired. Correct. Um, that maybe suggests there's a purgatory. But according to the Bible, what the Bible says is after we die, it's appointed for a man once to die, and after this the judgment. Yeah, it's Hebrews 9.27. And the Apostle Paul said, I desire to depart and to be with the Lord, for to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. There's no intermediary state. And the idea of purgatory, that there's still some sins that need to be purged before we go to heaven, well, I think the cross takes care of all of it. I don't think there needs to be any yeah. second no. uh, cleansing exactly that happens. My yeah. So then, and you know, um, and the angels are not our family members. The angels are right. appointed by God. Our family members don't become angels. No. So, you right. know, you always hear people say things like, don't talk ill about the dead. Well, you know what? They can't hear you as far as I know. <laughs> so, the, the jury's out on what, how much they know about what's happening on the earth. I think you're right that heaven is a place of happiness and, and enjoying God's presence. That's what makes heaven enjoyable. But there, it's interesting in the book of Revelation, those who are martyred for the faith are crying out for justice on the earth. And they're That's saying, true. how long, O Lord, until you avenge our blood on the earth? Because there's so much injustice on the earth. We know the character of God. He doesn't delight in the death of the wicked or in the death of the righteous ones. Um, and so there is a judgment coming that people in heaven know are go- is, is going to come. And when it begins, to be poured out in Revelation, and we believe this is future. We don't know how soon. But when judgment is poured out on the earth, it says that all of heaven rejoices that and, 
and praises God for his justice, for his righteousness, for the perfect timing and his holiness. So there is some awareness of what's happening on earth, but I, but we're not omniscient like God is, and we're not in charge of what's happening on the mm-hmm. earth. So I think probably, this is my opinion, some of, some of the wicked, evil stuff that's happening on earth, earth is just out of sight and out of mind mm. because we're focused on what God is doing there in, in, in heaven when we're there. Um, but you're right. The Christians don't become angels after they no. die. No, we're and, different uh, types of yeah. beings created by God at different times for different purposes. Yep. So All I hope right. that answers it. Thank you for the call, Patty. Boy, dude, I, I told you this. I love listening to you guys talk. This is great. That's great. <laughs> and we also, and like Thank I said, you, we sir. also like the phone calls too and the text messages and the emails. We love all that stuff. But it is nice to just hear you guys talk and get deeper into some of these topics. I love it, dude. So uh, we'll be back on the other side. Brenton and Daniel are going to be joining us for the rest of the show. You're listening to KSCO, serving King City, Mount Hermon, and Chular. Just like the man said, this is AM 1080 KSEO Santa Cruz, AM 1340 KOMY LaSalva Beach, Watsonville, 104.1 FM. Be sure to check that out as well as checking us out on your smartphone by downloading the app. Just go to your the app store and download KSEO or ZBS. Search those. Download it. Takes two minutes. You'll be listening to crystal clear digital sound. And the show will sound even better if you can believe it, Brenton and Daniel. <laughs> it sounds great already. It does. It sounds yes. great. Yes. You guys and are doing I use a fantastic. The app. Sounds good. It does sound good. Yeah, they did a great job on the app. Uh, the, our KSEO yeah, developers spent a lot of time down in the laboratory, uh, mixing you know mixing up various chemicals and formulas, doing all kinds <laughs> of stuff. Uh, they finally got the app, put it down on a stretcher, like, chained it all the way up to the rooftop where it got hit with lightning, and then brought it back down, <laughs> piping hot. And now it's working. Uh, it works great. Works fantastic. I don't know that that's how apps work. I don't think so. I it's thought he was like talking about. Yeah, I thought he was talking about tanky tangerine <laughs> for a minute there, but I'm not sure. We're hanging out with Brenton and Daniel. Now, be sure to check out their website. They have a, a website where you can check out more on them, and that is oacnorcal.org. Did I get that right? That's Correct. right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes OAC yes. stands for Open Air Campaigners. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the ministry that we're part of. And so people, can can they help you out there? I mean, are there ways that they can help you guys spread the message? Yeah, we, uh, we, we part of our mission is spreading the message to the world, and part of the way we do that is by mobilizing churches and Christians mm-hmm. yes. and encouraging them through whatever we can do, whether it's being an example, praying for them, doing training at a church if someone wants to have us in as guest speakers to share what we do, um, or just come along and see what we do. If if, uh, we can help you, we'd love to do that. All right. All right. So that is oacnorcal.org. And I know you have your own podcast as well. Yes, we do. It's the Dwell on Truth show, which you can find at our main website as well, oacnorcal.org. Okay, good. Okay, Brenton and Daniel, I will be monitoring the phones and again, keeping my eye on the news, make sure that there's, if there's any breaking news, I'll break in and let you guys know. In the meantime, gentlemen, take it away. Is there anyone waiting on the phones right uh, now? No, the phone lines are clear, 479-1080. Okay. So right now is a perfect time to get in. Um, we'll get you on the air real quick. Call 479-1080 or you can ma- email your message to me directly at questions at dwellontruth.org. So questions at dwellontruth.org. Dan and I have some topics while we're waiting for callers that we've uh, we've been thinking about. We'd yeah. be good to bring up on the show, being that it's December. Yes. Christmas <laughs> is right around the corner. It really is. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how quickly it, it comes up. Well, we got three and a half weeks, something like mm-hmm. that. About that, no, even three weeks. Yep. And yeah. just as the department stores
Wars and commercialism was in full swing even before Thanksgiving. Uh, the church kind of waits until after Thanksgiving, and then we enter a season that some churches um, are more formal about it, but it's called Advent, mm-hmm. which is a word in the ancient church calendar that means coming. It's a, where we anticipate the uh, celebration that Jesus Christ has come into the world. And there's also kind of a second sequel we're waiting for of Jesus' second coming. Yes. So people have questions about that. We already alluded to um, how much people know in heaven and whether they're aware of what's going on on earth or what's going to happen on earth. We talked about that in the last segment. So we can talk about the first coming. We could talk about the second coming of Christ and or we could answer, try to answer any biblical question you may have or a question about Christianity or our particular brand of Christianity, which we are non-denominational evangelical Christians. And evangelicals, sometimes it's not even clear what that means anymore. Yeah, there's 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 so much variety within that. And, and uh, some churches that used to be pretty solidly evangelical can get a little squishy around the edges. But the root of the word is a good word to look yes. into. Evangelical comes from the Greek word euangelizo, which means to evangelize, to share good news from the Greek word you, like eulogy, means a good word. You, you evangelizo means like a message that is good. Yeah. It's a joyful proclamation, joyful news. And at Christmas time, the joyful news we re- remember is that Jesus Christ didn't leave us to try and scratch our heads and figure out what the meaning of life is all about and how we can be right with God. What does God want from us? But he actually came down into the world, born of a virgin. We do believe in the virgin birth. We believe that Jesus is the son of God and God the son, which is a mystery to fully, we can't fully explain that. So don't ask us to, but <laughs> we do believe in the Trinity. There's one God uh, that's revealed in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mary is not part of the Trinity. No, as, she uh, is not. Muslims falsely think that we, yeah, we believe. We that don't. is what the uh, what the Quran seems to teach when yeah. it talks about three gods rather than the Trinity. Yeah. Are there any other misconceptions, Dan, that people have about Christmas? That, oh my uh, goodness, so we many. Kind of help sort so out many. what is biblical and what's not. Yeah. Well, I got a, a couple of articles online. I think there's there's one here that uh, might be fun. Just talking about yeah some of those uh, common misconceptions because you know when when it comes to Christmas or when it comes to Christianity in general, you know people as we said earlier in the show tend to just take what they see from their favorite Christmas special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mentioned uh, it's, a, it's wonderful a wonderful life, life, which is one of my favorites as as well. But, but Clarence wasn't a human that later no, became an angel with no, wings. No, no, no. and uh, yeah, they don't get their wings every time a bell rings. It doesn't yeah. work that way either. Um, and what makes us right with God is not good behavior. I mean, we had, you know, I, I don't want to go, you know, too sideways on this and say, ah, oh, he wasn't a Christian. He didn't confess this and that. But there does seem to be in that and a lot of um, media, the idea that that we can merit um, God's grace through our goods, mm. our good works. And that's something that's, that's demonstrably not true from the Bible. That there's good people like George Bailey, who, right. who deserves to have everyone bail him out when he gets in trouble. Exactly. He's bailed other people out in trouble, and it's only right to be good to good people. And then the bad people like Potter, you know, he's mm-hmm. just is gre- greedy and doesn't care about people and lies and steals and cheats. And yeah, that, it, there are, does the Bible set up that dichotomy? There are good people and bad people? Um, he, There are saved people and lost people would be a, a more accurate dichotomy. Yeah. There are those who are on the, the right side of religion 
relationship with God and those that aren't. And by nature, none of us are on the right side with God, you know, because scripture says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You talked about that, that wonderful good news. And there's, there is really joy in the story of Jesus and him coming as a, a child and growing up into a man and dying on the cross for our sins. But we need to deal with the, the bad news that makes the good news necessary too, right. don't we? Yeah. To make sure we get the good news right, we're talking about the definition of evangelical. And even during the commercial break, we were thinking like, well, there's a lot of people that are offering different forms of good news. Yes. We're even offering hope. But is it hope from our real problem or is it hope from just perceived felt needs that we have? Yeah. You know, the solution to the biggest problem that humanity has requires more than just, you know, listening to a radio show. It requires the God of the universe to intervene exactly. in the course of humanity. Yeah. And that's really the great story. The big overarching story in all of the Bible is a story of redemption, mm-hmm. a story of God who creates a world and people within the world to know him. But we've gone astray and Christ came into the world to bring us back. It's like that Christmas carol, uh, Oh, Tidings of Comfort and Joy. Yeah. Um, maybe we can even read some lyrics from some of these songs that are just rich in truth and theology to help us really get down to the, the, the depth of what the Christmas message is all about. But it, it, he came to bring us back to God when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy that yeah. we can be reconciled with our creator. So all these other problems we have in our society between people the, on a horizontal level, there's conflict because there because of the conflict that we have on a vertical level. And what I mean is if we're not at peace with God, then there's a bunch of um, malevolent things that, that creep, that come out of our lives um, toward other people as well. But the Bible says, when a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, then even his enemies can be at peace with him. You know, Jesus said, love your enemies, do good to those who spitefully use you and persecute you and say evil things about you. Um, I'm thankful that we've, we have a good reputation on this show of being nice <laughs> to people, but I haven't yeah. always succeeded. That's a really high standard to be kind to people who aren't kind back to us. Yeah. But really, Jesus's moral teachings on life, it's something that it, we don't take credit for. It's him that anything yes. good you see in me, I want to give him the glory and credit for that. So thank God. God, that that's what people see. Um, in my heart, uh, usually I'm there, but sometimes it's it's a struggle, honestly, between my flesh and my spirit. I want to do what's good. I want to do what's right. I delight in that. But sometimes, you know, I also want to cut off that guy that cut me off on the freeway. <laughs> uh, and I've, I'm, yes. I'm still struggling with that sometimes. Um, so if there's any calls, again, you can call in 479-1080. I don't have any email messages. No, but, nothing yet. But let's, why don't we go back and we talked about that list of common misconceptions about oh, yeah. the Bible. Yeah, that'd be a good do, place to go. What do you have, Dan? Well, um, this is a, an article from a uh, site called ChristianAnswers.net that I would encourage you guys to go to. It's actually got a list of answers to commonly asked questions. Um, from, and it's, a you know, well, some ways, kind of like the page that I have on, on uh, YourSoulMatters.org. But it's answers to commonly asked questions about Christianity. And this talks about some of the things that people believe 
rave about Christmas. Like, uh, well, here's a good one to start with. Was Jesus Christ born on December 25th? Isn't that why we celebrated on the 25th? <laughs> no, and it's, it's, and I bring it up because there are a lot of atheists that kind of throw this out as a, well, Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. You're not even believing in the right day that he was born. That just proves how silly you Christian people are. Or it's it's synthesized with other religions that yeah. have their deities uh, doing something on December yeah. 20th through the 25th. Yeah. Winter equinox. Yeah. So why do we celebrate Christmas around that time? Well, part of it, you know, people will say, well, that was a pagan, yeah, a pagan holiday. So you're just celebrating a pagan holiday. Well, there is some truth that December 25th was a pagan holiday. And, uh, and this is not the only holiday where early Christians did this, where I mean, think about it from the perspective of, of early believers. They want to celebrate the, want to celebrate Jesus, how amazing he was, what he did. But they're going into um, situations, going into communities where they've never heard of this person before, you know, and, and are you just going to go in there and tell them, okay, here's a festival day that is part of your society. That's part of your kind of um, the way that, you know, something that you guys look forward to every year and just tell them, well, you just need to stop celebrating that completely. Do nothing on that Do day. Do nothing on that day. No. And instead, in a number of cases, so Easter, Christmas, Halloween, less successfully, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> but they would put Christian celebrations on top of those days where they were used to celebrating so that they could celebrate something positive. Uh -huh. Yeah, I guess looking through the lens of, uh, as evangelists, we look at how can we encourage people to celebrate good things yeah. on these holidays where traditionally people have celebrated wicked things like offering your children to a false god or, yes. uh, you know, or, or even the fertility of, like when I was in, a missionary in Latvia, they, mm -hmm. they, they're starting to have neo-paganism yeah. where they're uh, celebrating certain uh, holidays in a way of, you know, it, it's about, you know, the Easter Bunny, it's about fertility. So you can guess yeah. what people want to do on those holidays. <laughs> um, yes. And so... We won't describe it on the radio. Paganism. Yeah. Um, but I think also from the perspective of, say, you're a new Christian and you, that was your background and you don't mm -hmm. want to do that anymore, yeah. but you have plenty of reason to celebrate what Jesus has done in giving you new life. So so you can just say, I'm not going to celebrate a false God. I'm going to celebrate the true God. And those traditions started to catch on as more and more people are like, yeah, this is what we should be studying on the, uh, celebrating these days. Yes, indeed. So that's why I celebrate Christmas at, in the end of December. Yeah, but, but wait a minute. Does it, When you become a Christian, doesn't that mean you're not allowed to have any fun anymore? Do Christians celebrate things? Are they ever happy? You're not allowed to be sarcastic, Dan. <laughs> you're not allowed to ask that question. Oh, sure I am. Well, and it's because it's it's one of those things that does come up, isn't it? Oh, well, if I become a Christian, I'm never going to be able to do anything fun anymore. And that's a common objection. Not you know? true. No, not true at all. Yeah. In fact, that there were even in the Old Testament, there were times when God commanded the children of Israel to celebrate. There were there are festivals every year. Yeah. One of them makes me think of, um, gosh, I'm going to get the book wrong. Uh, there was a time when they, they had lost the scriptures in yes. the Old Testament. And then as they were cleaning out the temple, they found the scrolls again that they were supposed to be reading together as a nation um, and so they set up a day they built a platform for it and they started reading through the law of God because of course this was written when it, the Old Testament wasn't yet completed but they started reading through the laws and realizing how 
far they fell short of what God was requiring and people were weeping. Mm. And then there came a point where their weeping turned into joy. And you wonder, well, how could they go from weeping at hearing the word of God to rejoicing at hearing the word of God? And that is like we were talking about earlier, the Bible contains things that is bitter to our pride. You know, it's difficult for our pride to realize we've done, we haven't lived up to what God's wanted. But when we repent, when we look at the mercy and the forgiveness that he offers, it leads to great joy because we know we have forgiveness through what he's provided. And so for some people, Christmas is a sad time because you're missing your family that have passed on. But we can also look at what we have. I don't like to say count our blessings, yes. but we can also focus on the, the good news that Jesus Christ did come to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. We yeah. need to remind ourselves of that good news. Yes. God rest me. God rest ye merry gentlemen is that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that, I, I found that passage. That is going to be in 2 Kings 22. And yes. we're running out of time, so stay tuned. On the other side of the break, we'll take some calls. So call in and we'll look forward to talking to you. listening to KSCO, serving Big Sur, Felton, and Carmel Valley Village. And you're listening to AM 1080 KSEO Santa Cruz. We now rejoin our good friends, Brenton Powers and Daniel Bodwin. I want you guys to go check Hello. out uh, oacnorcal.org to find out more about Brenton and Daniel. So, uh, gentlemen, I am going to step back out into the cave and leave it in your good hands. Take it away. So maybe we could circle back to some of the things our callers uh, and people who wrote in. Judith, who called earlier, also sent a text message giving us a great link that shows the Catholic Ten Commandments. Yes. And we had mentioned the beginning of the show almost three hours ago. Yeah, I know. That was that, a while ago. Uh, they like to skip the second commandment and then they make the tenth commandment into two commandments. Yes. So it talks about, uh, I am the Lord your God and you shall have no gods before me. And that is the first one. And then the second commandment would be, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Um, but the, tar- the part about having a graven image, which should go between one and two, is, is left yeah, out. Yeah, we think yeah. that taking God God's name in vain. That's the third commandment. Correct. Uh, but that they skip over that one for maybe obvious reasons. Yeah. We're not wanting to pick on Catholics, but just thank you for that resource. Yes. Judith, thank you so much. And we only have one minute left. So there's a great joy in introducing him to others. And so I would love for anyone listening to this today to come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And you can do that when you trust that he died for your sins, he rose from the dead, and he's sitting at the right hand of the throne of God, which means a place of power and authority. He can forgive you. He can give you a new heart and a new life, and he can change you forever. And it starts right now. It could start for you today. If you would just repent and trust in Christ. Repent means change your mind about the direction you're going. With that, I want to underscore that good news that God is on the throne. And that's good news if you're in his kingdom. That is good news. Uh, If you've surrendered your life to him and and decided to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, because then everything you need will be added to you. Doesn't mean life is going to be easy, but it does mean 
mean that the things that God wants you to have, blessed are those who are, are hungry and thirsty for his righteousness and his kingdom. They will be satisfied. So this Christmas season, may God bless you. And thank you so much. I don't know if Dave has any words. God bless us, every one of us. How's that sound? <laughs> yes. Yes. God thank you, Tiny you. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> Thanks for having us on so much, Dave. It's uh, always you. fun and a blessing. And we enjoy spending the time with you in the audience. And Merry Christmas to you guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys.